0: Well, hello and welcome to In the Growth Space. This is the show for business leaders who have a hunger and thirst for growth without compromising their values or priorities. I'm your host, David McGlennon, and I'm really glad that you're listening in. You know, I like to share stories of growth around business, teams, and personal growth here on the show. And I love talking with people who have gone on their own growth journey, and really who I want to learn from. And today I'm bringing you a C-suite leader and an international flair. So I'm talking with Ivan Koshalko, and Ivan resides in Slovakia. He is an experienced uh, C-level executive in a global environment, and. Ivan was responsible for operations of seven plants within the porcelain insulators business of Seves Group on three continents, Europe, Asia, and South America. He was also a plant manager in Sweden and both executive director and statutory chairman in Germany and Slovakia and chairman in Austria, Thailand, and China. So like I said, a a real fantastic international flavor today he's He's served on several boards of nonprofits and uh, universities, um, including the Rating Committee of Slovak Rating Agency. He's been a founding member of the Business Alliance of Slovakia who aims for improvement of business environments within the country of Slovakia. And currently he serves as its president. He truly is a lifelong learner and he's traveling all the way from Slovakia to attend Turning Point, which is coming up in a few weeks. And you're going to hear us talk about that a little bit. You really are going to love this conversation with someone who will inspire you towards your own growth journey. Now, before we get into the episode, real quick, let me remind you that we have a special podcast listeners uh, discount and, and and coupon code for Turning Point. And if you come, you'll get to meet Yvonne, uh, along with uh, a few other people who you've heard here on the podcast. So all you need to do is put in the coupon code box the word PODCAST. Make sure it's in all capital letters, podcast uh, on the registration page. And you can get to that registration page at www.davidmcglennon.com forward slash turning point. And the T and the P have to be capitalized turning point. Um, so make sure that that, uh, the word podcast is in all capital letters and in that coupon box, You'll get our uh, special podcast listeners rate. If you have any questions, send an email to admin at davidmcglennon.com and someone from the team will, will help you out. It's really such an impactful and life changing uh, event, and it's, it's impacted me a, a ton. And it's really why I'm bringing it to the US again. You know, Paul Martinelli hasn't done this event for a long time. And it's, it's such a powerful um, growth journey event <laughs> that if you want to grow, this really is the event for you and it's going to give you the tools to do it. So uh, we'll have the the link in the show notes to the registration site, but let's go ahead and get into our conversation with Yvonne Koscielko. Well, Yvonne, so great to have you here on the podcast. Welcome to In the Growth Space.
1: Thank you. Thank you, David, uh, for inviting me. It's uh, certainly a great honor to be with you.
0: Well, it's an honor to have you on here. You know, as I was reflecting on how we met, it's kind of interesting. um, You know, LinkedIn is such a great tool and a great place for professionals to to, to meet each other. And we met because uh, one of the speakers at my Inner Circle Summit uh, was connected with you and he uh, posted about the Inner Circle Summit and you actually joined and uh, was was a part of the summit and virtually and um, it, and then I know that he also lives in the sister city here in the United States to your 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 city in Slovakia so that's what a what a cool little coincidence or you know uh, connection right.
1: Yeah if there is such thing like a coincidence <laughs> right
0: right right exactly exactly <laughs> yeah no doubt about it
1: because nothing happens just uh, by accident right to be intentional
0: <laughs> yes i love that and i love that word and and you know I, I think what's what's really interesting i think the first time we met um like face to or live on on zoom mm-hmm. um you were actually wearing a University of Pittsburgh t-shirt because I live here in Pittsburgh, and you actually got your MBA from from Pitt. So I'd love to hear the story of like, how did you get to Pitt? How did, you know, from Slovakia?
1: Yeah, well, this may be part of my story. Uh, You know, uh, I uh, used to work in different positions uh, in my former plant when I was an employee. Uh, and uh, I managed to become managing director of a plant uh, that produced porcelain insulators. And uh, it was necessary, my uh, appointment to this position uh, was due to the need to uh, achieve a turnaround. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I had to make some changes in uh, my management team and then we did it with a great team. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh we built together and uh, uh after we achieved this goal so i i got bored so <laughs> i said well, what what will i do now so i started <laughs> to learn french oh my and goodness. uh after uh, learning french uh, uh because the more languages you speak the quicker you uh, yes. Uh, learn uh, the next one. The most difficult uh, are the first ten languages, by right <laughs>
0: The first ten. <laughs> the first ten.
1: <laughs> I, b- I barely uh, know two. <laughs> well, I, I of course I don't uh, don't speak uh, uh, ten languages, but I had a colleague who did. Anyway, uh, uh, but uh, because we achieved this turnaround, uh, so we started to grow quite rapidly.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, I realized that well maybe it's time to learn how to manage companies <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and because uh, my background is uh, chemical technology uh-huh. uh, and I uh, became a part of uh, the big colony of so-called accidental managers about 70% <laughs> of all managers just don't study management they yeah do something well and then uh, they are expected to continue doing well by doing something completely different. Oh, well, right, right, <laughs> right, right. This is a leadership and management challenge, right? Yeah. And um, so uh, I was fortunate enough uh, that uh, the University of Pittsburgh, uh, it's uh, Joseph Katz Business, uh, yeah. uh, Graduate School of Business, uh, created a joint uh, uh, weekend uh, executive MBA program with the uh, uh, University of Economics. Yeah. And after one year, they transferred it uh, to the uh, Faculty of Management of our largest university. So it was a three-year program. But uh, as we were the first year, so about 80%, maybe even more, uh, was taught uh, by uh, American faculties.
0: Okay. okay.
1: Right. But uh, we didn't know that it will not end by uh, MBA uh, title, oh, okay. MBA degree. Oh, okay. Right? okay. So yeah. in order to get an MBA degree, yeah. I had to uh, spend one full semester, four months, uh, as a daily student in uh, in uh, Pittsburgh. Love it. And I remember a funny story <laughs> uh, at the Austrian border uh, that uh, because I was 43 then and uh, uh, the Austrian passport officer, because it was uh, in uh, 1999, so we uh-huh. were not part of European Union yet. Yeah. And uh, uh, so uh, he, uh, when he saw uh, the student visa, he asked, is it not too <laughs> late? And I said, definitely not. And I was yeah. not the oldest student. Oh, uh, you the, weren't. The <laughs>
0: I love that. Well, and, and here's the thing I really love about that, Yvonne, and that is that never that it's never too late to be a student. And, and honestly, I think that what's really amazing about your story is that you really have been a lifelong learner and you've been a, a student your entire life. And and, and going from, you know, focusing on, um, I, I think you were in chemi- chemical, like chemical engineering or something. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And, and then going into management and leadership, I, I loved how you termed that, you know, accidental management, because mm. I think that's often how, how things happen, but, but you truly were a, a learner and have been a learner your entire life. And I, I, I think that that's a really important thing. Um, for the, the listeners to catch, because look, even at 43, 53, 63, it doesn't matter. You can continue to learn. I actually know one person who's probably listening to this uh, podcast right now that's perhaps a little bit older than that, that is continuing to learn as well. And, and I think that that really is what this podcast is all about. It's, it's about being able to continue to grow in our lives, because if we don't have that, what do we have? I mean, it's, it's, you know, life is, is, is not too, I I don't think it's too amazing unless you start to uh, keep
1: learning. Uh, Yeah, definitely. And I can only uh, underline this, what you said, uh, because I think the older I am, the more I learn Yes, because, you know, the saying that uh, the more, you know, the more, you know, what you don't know, What you don't know. Yes, exactly. Actually. No. one of the challenges right now with my coach is uh, uh, that uh, I need to unlearn something <laughs> sure. in order to create space for new learning.
0: Yes, yes. Well, and so mentioning your coach, I think it's really interesting. So, I mean, it just proves once again that you're, you're a continual learner and that you have a coach. So how did how did you get a coach? I, and, and I know you're a coach to others right now, but how did you get a coach?
1: Well, uh, I start from a different point maybe. I sometimes get the question of what I regret uh, in yeah. my management career, in my sure. former management career. Mm-hmm. So I uh, have always two answers. Uh, the first one is that I didn't learn a well, little bit more foreign languages. Mm. Wow! Uh, because uh, I love sayings and uh, quotes, and uh, one of uh, that really uh, was validated in my life was that uh, you, know, you are as many times uh, a human being as many languages you speak. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, so and uh, and the second uh, regret is that I didn't have a coach when uh-huh. I was a manager. Yeah. I had great mentors, I had uh-huh. great CEOs, number of them, uh, but I never had a coach. I didn't know about the power of coaching for managers. I yeah. hired coaches for my workers.
0: Sure, sure, yeah.
1: <laughs> but not for uh, you. <laughs> and, I trained, uh, and I trained internal coaches for the best workers in, yeah. in my company, yeah. but I didn't get uh, uh, a coach uh, for myself. So now I barely can count them uh, since I'm coach. Yeah, I, my current coach is maybe number five or six. I, I yeah. don't remember exactly because I hire coach for each particular expertise I need, right? Or in this uh, recent case, uh, for each uh, challenging goal I set for myself.
0: Right, right. Well, so and when like, if you don't mind sharing, what's one goal that you're working on right now that? that your, your coach is helping you with?
1: Yeah, so there are actually two interconnected goals. Uh, the first is uh, uh, going global with my yeah. coaching uh, uh, practice and yeah. training practice, because I made a great experience uh, just in the beginning of the year with a brilliant German startup. Love so it. I had the opportunity to work with uh, 39 people uh and within those this group of 39 people there were 17 nations
0: amazing wow uh, so
1: wow I, I i went uh global it's just one company
0: <laughs> just one company yeah
1: <laughs> and uh, so th- this was kind of uh trigger and i love this uh kind of work mm-hmm. which, which i created uh, actually the new product for them and uh, so i said i want to do it more
0: yeah yeah uh,
1: and because almost all my material is in English, mm-hmm. uh, so it's easier f- for me to do it abroad than at home. Right. And I miss a little bit the international uh, environment. I have a number of uh, friends like you. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Uh, abroad, but uh, I didn't do my work abroad uh, so much. I did yeah. a few webinars in UK, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, some business in the UK will come. And yes,
0: yes, Part of the goal.
1: So, going global is one goal. And then I want to double my uh, revenues uh, uh, yes. this year. I love it. Also, that. partly based on, on this. And this is, uh, and it is not about money. Right. It is just a kind of measurement yeah. uh, of uh, my uh, effort to uh, give back as much as I can.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I think that to me, it's the revenue is is a is a measurement of the impact that we're having because as we as we grow our revenue, we're also growing our impact. And, and to me, I think that that's that's the beautiful thing about about growing our revenue is that we're having an impact on on the people of the organizations that that we serve and. And that actually, I, I wanted to kind of go back to something for a second that you said because I, I think it's really interesting that um, the, the transition that you made from from you know being um, a, a, a chemical engineer and then going into management and leadership, there had to be a transition there um, towards the people, and and I know that you like to work with new people leaders, and so I'm curious like what made that shift? What was the shift that you made in, in that, in that leadership change, as you became a manager and then the managing director? I, I'm just kind of curious about that because there's a lot of engineers that don't make that shift and that's a hard transition to be able to, to, to lead people.
1: Yes. Uh, thank you for this question. Uh, where to start? <laughs> it's a long story. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, as uh Typically, accidental managers do. Yeah, <laughs> I did it intuitively. <laughs> yes,
0: sure, sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, uh, this was a natural way for me. Uh, so when I first became a managing director in, in my first plan, because I had the opportunity to manage more plans uh, in our group, uh, so I invited about thirty most important people uh, Mm -hmm. in the company for face-to-face meeting. Okay. And uh, I asked them three questions. What do you like most about your work? Yeah. What would you like to improve? Yeah. Or to learn? Is there some other job or some other role you would like to take on if there is an opportunity? And intuitively, I didn't know but I I I was interested uh, in their talents. Yes,
0: right? yeah.
1: And then when I graduated uh, uh, in Pittsburgh, uh, I uh, uh, gave some gifts uh, for graduation uh, uh-huh. to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I bought a number of books, mm. and one of uh, uh, of the books uh, became one of three management and leadership bibles uh-huh. uh, i have and this was the gallup's book uh, uh, at that time uh, authored by marcus buckingham right and uh, uh one other gentleman uh, and uh, uh it was the first break all the rules ah uh, yeah and uh, it uh, won't uh, uh sound modestly what i say now but yeah uh, actually this book was about uh, how the best managers uh, became successful sure. and i did number of things yeah. <laughs> that uh, i was able to read in the in that book again intuitively uh, not all of them of course <laughs> and uh, so i got to learn my own talents uh, uh, based on uh, uh strengthsfinder yeah. Then. Yes. now it's Clifton Strengths assessment, mm-hmm. and uh, it was 2001. In 2003, I bought number of books for my uh, team members, so they were able to take the assessment, and uh, so I uh, started to work with talents uh, uh, deliberately, and uh, well, uh, I to make the long uh, story short. My talents brought me to the place where I have uh, no idea how to use them uh, anymore. <laughs> and this is when I became the member of the C-Suit where I was responsible for seven plants. <sighs> and uh, as time went by, also given the circumstances because we had to fight for avoiding bankruptcy mm-hmm. uh, based on uh, uh, some wrong decisions of, of the management and uh, and financial crisis and and so on and yeah. understated competition and and then yeah and uh, so I didn't like uh, it was uh, very challenging and uh, I worked hard, but uh, it didn't make me happy. and uh, uh, when uh, I found my wife, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I discovered uh, why it made uh, me unhappy because, uh, I I realized that I didn't manage companies. Mm, I I coached people, Ah, but uh, at C-suite level, it's everything about numbers. I can tell you, numbers are quite difficult to coach. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, so this was when I realized that uh, well, uh, I better do something uh, what I like more. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so talk about you talked about your why, and and I I, I really love that, and I, I think that as people discover their why and their their purpose, why they were why they're here, mm-hmm. um, I think that that can lead to a lot of growth for them and really opening up, um some, some really great opportunities. And I mean, I I think this is a pivotal time in your life where you, you, you got out of that C-suite and you learned how to coach and really uh, use the strengths and the strengths finders of, um, of people so that they can then unlock that within themselves. Talk a little bit about like how you found your why. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually noticing kind of this common theme and I don't want to lose this thought for a second, but every time you read a book, you're actually putting it into action. You're, you're taking what you're learning and you're putting it into action. And I think that's such a key principle for people who are listening to this podcast. When mm-hmm. you read something, put it into action. But anyway, so how did, how did you find your why?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, first, uh, I I don't know whether it will be also possible to, to see. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, not in the podcast, but maybe there will be some video. So there's yes. a book, Find Your Why. Yep. Uh, yeah. written by uh, Simon Sinek and together with his colleague, David Mead and uh, Peter Docker. And uh, there is a methodology how to discover, but not yes. your why, but others' why. Others you why. cannot do it on your own. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because yeah. there is a uh, process that requires you to share your life story uh-huh. with someone Mm-hmm. who knows where to pay attention to, but you cannot talk to yourself and pay attention to yeah. what you do. So you need someone as everybody needs a coach. Right. So if you want to discover your why, you better find someone. It yes. doesn't need to be necessarily the coach, but someone who will read this book Yeah, and uh, maybe has some talent. Yes, <laughs> yes, read. exactly. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh uh, this is uh, how I did it. So I uh, asked my uh, uh, Gallup uh, uh, fellow coach uh, to do it with me. So uh, she uh, helped uh, helped me to discover my why, and I helped her to discover hers.
0: That's great. And and if you if you were to articulate your why, what is that? Like, what is your why?
1: Yeah. So my why is to inspire and professionally develop people's potential, enabling them to design the best uh, way of work and life. Ah. Well, This is what I did, actually, my entire, at least professional life, but also partly as a student.
0: All your career. Yeah. Wow. That's... Uh, you remember the three
1: questions were basically about my why.
0: Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Uh, that is so good. Well, and, and you, obviously you read um, the, the original, you know, start with why with Simon Sinek. Yeah. And, and so yeah. I, I guess, what did you learn from that? And, and, and like, how did, how, like, what was it that, that really pulled you into discovering your why? Is there, is there something, was there a pivotal time in your life that you just said, I kind of want to know this, and and that that led you to going with your Gallup uh, colleague to, to actually find each other's why.
1: Yeah, well, uh, simply as uh, uh, everybody knows, I think uh, uh, Simon is an uh, extremely inspiring person. He is, <laughs> and his why is about inspire inspiring other people to do something what will inspire other people. Yes. So, Actually, he is responsible. <laughs> he's resp- He's it. He's the man. Yeah. So uh, he, oh, wow. uh, uh, he is the inspirational man who mm-hmm. uh, succeeds mm-hmm. to move the people to action. Mm-hmm. Because this is everything. Because when we spoke about learning, yesterday I watched a quite interesting uh, webinar uh, where it was explained the difference between uh, learning mastering the knowledge Uh and mastering yourself so i can read all my books here and Uh if i didn't take an action yeah then it was just waste of time
0: yes right right
1: right. as as you mentioned that uh, uh, it's uh, needless uh, to read book if you are not committed to take at least some some action. Yeah, some action. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, and 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 I think that I, I think that that's as you something that we talked about before we even got on the air here is your values. And I think and I'd love you for you to talk a little bit about your values because I know that that was a part of your your why and discovering your why. But you talked about how um, you changed your values from being nouns to verbs and I, I may be putting words in your mouth but this is the way i kind of think of them mm-hmm. because when i work with companies in their culture i try to take them away from just articulating their values and creating behaviors so going from mm-hmm. the nouns to the verbs so that we can take action so mm-hmm. talk a little bit about your your values and and maybe even mm-hmm. how you discovered those because i think that's an interesting part of, of your journey mm-hmm. as well
1: yes uh Uh, So again, uh, it it was inspiration uh, uh, by Simon Sinek uh, when I uh, attended uh, uh, the book club, uh, where uh, he prepared himself for the second issue of uh, uh, his uh, uh, Start With Why bestseller. And uh, in the discussion, he mentioned uh, this, that uh, it is better to uh to use verbs uh, because nouns are not actionable mm-hmm. and this is what i uh, find in many companies and it was also a big mm, challenge or maybe not so much challenge but it, it was a priority for me in my former company where we created uh, the company values in, uh, in the team yeah. and then i designed training and i trained hundreds of employees how uh-huh. to live those values because this is the problem yes, yes. and verbs help to navigate the people how to live right, right. and uh, so that's why i did it for myself immediately and i if you look to my twitter account then you will see maybe 10 other posts or tweets uh-huh. uh, where where i uh, randomly uh, selected some uh, values and uh, played with it and how it could be lived up uh, yes. using, using verbs. Uh, so I did it, of course, I started with, with my own values. Mm-hmm. And so when I created uh, my business, so simply I uh, considered it for uh, essential strategic element of uh, how to... Uh, communicate uh, my business uh, to uh, to my clients mm-hmm. uh, because they should know uh, who is going uh, uh, to provide service for for them. And I think values should uh, communicate it. Yeah. Uh, but little did I little did I know that <laughs> the nouns will not communicate it. Clearly <laughs> yeah. Now. So. Uh, so my uh, original values uh, uh, were just uh, four words, and yeah. uh, it was uh, honesty, accountability, grit, and professionalism. Yeah, and uh, which those now, are all good; those are all great. Yes, yeah. but yeah. if I ask you, David, uh, what do you understand under honesty? What is honesty to you?
0: Yeah, it, it, it's hard to tell. I mean, it it, it may it may mean something different from from me to you perhaps and, exactly. and so yeah really. exactly
1: so yeah. we we need to uh, bring more clarity so verbs uh, bring more clarity to to values mm-hmm. so honesty to me and in particular to me as a coach is be radically candid
0: yeah be radically candid i love that yeah which
1: brings me to the other book right yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> I okay. uh, uh so because uh, uh, as uh, I wrote in uh, uh, other book, <laughs> again, yes. the role of the coach is uh, really to uh, say what the client doesn't want to hear. Yes, yes. The coach needs to help to see what the, the client doesn't want to see. Absolutely. So they can become the per- best version of, uh, of themselves. Yes. Right? So, uh, uh, and, and that's, that's why uh being radically candid is the value that i bring to my clients it's not yes. about me it's what right. i bring to, the to count, your clients, clients. yeah i love that, that. yeah okay. yeah accountability yeah is uh to me uh be aware of uh, uh of uh, of the impact of uh, your decisions yeah right?
0: accepting responsibility and, and owning that yeah i love that yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, I, I mean not only the first impact, but also secondary impact, maybe. Mm, yes, so yes. We need to think about it, right? Interesting, yeah. Uh, so grit for me is never give up.
0: Yeah, just keep on going. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. And professionalism, another help from the book, yes. sharpen your saw.
0: Yeah, yes, I love that. Well, yeah. and, and I know I, I do know something about you that you know, as you sharpen your saw. You are constantly doing things to, to do that. And, and one of those things I know you're coming to the United States for. So talk yeah. a little bit about that. Talk a little bit about sharpening your
1: saw. Yeah. Well, uh, as uh, I grow my business uh, and as I set the goals for me, yeah. Uh, uh, I realized that uh, maybe I, not maybe, for sure, <laughs> I need... <mean, it, laughs> Uh, a lot of help so one help uh, comes from uh, uh, from my coach uh, but uh, another help was triggered by you during uh, your inner uh, circle summit uh, your guest uh, speaker number one Paul Martinelli yeah. basically inspired me again <laughs> <laughs> I love that uh, to join you uh, for this uh, uh, event and uh My coach uh, just encouraged me to uh, follow this instinct uh, because he made his own experience uh, with uh, this program Mm. and he warned me that I will return as different human being. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, yes, so I I need to find out how far actually I want to go. Right, right. Uh, uh, Whether I uh, want to build a company, so I leave even more legacy Uh when I decide uh, to retire, which I cannot imagine, by the way. Uh, I love that, too. (laughs) So, and uh, uh, there are some people around who might uh, be interested to work with me together Yes. Maybe I will, I think about uh, building a company that uh, would provide even more holistic coaching. Uh-huh. So uh, again, as I am inspired by the recent Gallup's book, Wellbeing at Work. Yeah. So where I would like to cover all five elements of well-being. Oh, yeah. It is uh, the well-being uh, at work, uh, well-being uh, uh, at relationships, well-being financially, physically, and uh, well-being uh, at the community you live in. Very nice. So uh, I know more and more people who m- maybe would be interested uh, to join me. And uh, I am looking forward to get some more inspiration for, from you, from Paul, for the people uh, that will be around. Yeah. And I know there will be some great people, some speakers from yes. uh, Inner Circle Summit. So I'm uh, very much looking forward to meet uh, Jeff Hencher and Andy Hall.
0: That's right, yes.
1: And yes. others. Yes. Uh, so uh, there will be high quality people and I hope I will be able to bring a uh, little colony from Slovakia. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes. But uh, unfortunately, the situation so close yeah. to our border right. uh, made me a, a little bit worried recently uh, sure. how many sure. people sure. I can bring with me. Right. Let's uh, hope that uh, we will be more than two.
0: Yes, absolutely. I, and I, I I love that Yvonne. I mean, I think that I, the, the cool thing that about this conversation for me right now is that we're able to bridge uh gaps of of distance geographic geographic distance Mm -hmm. we're 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 able to to bridge um you know cultural differences and cultural Mm -hmm. um gaps and 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 yet we come together because we want to grow and i think that the thing that you're talking about at at turning point being able to be around other people and from from different walks of life from different experiences and and being in the energy of that room is going to be the thing that does a lot of transformation. There will also be some, of course, experiential parts of, of turning point that will get to put into practice, taking action on the things that we learn in uh, you know in in day one. And and I think that that's the thing that I I am so passionate about is is being able to meet people like you. Who have a a desire and a hunger for growth that, and, and and not afraid to to take action and and really to be you know radically candid and and mm-hmm. uh, and never give up. Um, mm-hmm. I I that is I think that is so cool. So I'm really um, excited to have you um, at Turning Point and, and really grateful too that you're bringing one of your friends along. Uh, you know everything you know every everything working out okay, which uh, we we're, we're praying that it does for sure.
1: I thank you, David, for uh, bringing this to my attention. <laughs> yeah, it is, uh, of well, course, uh, it, uh, credit for you. Yeah.
0: Well, and it, it, what's interesting is everything, you know, we started off talking about everything happens for a reason. And, you know, and I, I really believe that. And 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 I think there was a reason why um, I had the idea. I was given the idea. In my in my view, it's it's God that gave me the idea to bring a turning point back because it had such an impact on my life. And, and even as I, I mean, I have my, my notes from the event are are sitting here in front of me. I've been, I continue to study them and I continue to go back to some of the exercises that I did then. And that was six years ago. I I'm a different person now. And, and as I look at how far I've come from those exercises, I think, wow, isn't that cool? Because every time people, come, there are people coming Again, who have been like three times. Andy Hall, I think, has been mm-hmm. three times, and um, and he's actually helping uh, and collaborating with me this time. So, it's it's cool to be able to see how much we do change and how much we transform. And I think that that was one of the reasons why I wanted to be able to bring it back to the world. We. We, we live in a world that there's been so much change and we have to be able to navigate that and we have to be able to learn to adapt to change and, and, and what shows up for us when we get outside of our comfort zone and how do we push past that, that, that barrier, that terror barrier. So I'm, I'm so grateful that you're coming.
1: Yeah, yes, uh, I'm very much looking forward to even uh, bring my stress resilience <laughs> a little bit farther if uh, it is possible. Yeah. Because uh, among other things, uh, I work with uh, the EQ model from uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, emotional behavior at work, uh, and uh, uh, actually my uh, results show that I am extremely stress, stress uh, resilient, and uh, uh, I often uh, uh, get a question uh, whether it was always that way or yeah. whether it was a result of certain process
0: mm-hmm. and
1: i think uh, uh of course i don't have old uh, data yeah. but i think what made me stress resilient uh, was uh, frequent exposure uh to the place out of my comfort zone yes and yes. Uh, i did it uh, intentionally mm-hmm. uh, so i uh whether it was uh, studying foreign languages uh, mm-hmm. more than my classmates, uh, uh, maybe studying management uh, along with uh, managing a uh, plant, maybe uh, working uh, as managing director in two plants simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. Germany and Slovakia, and then more. So uh, uh, I was always uh, ready to. Uh, give it a try to something new mm-hmm. that uh, triggered uh, learning, additional learning, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, step by step, I think uh, my stress uh, stress resilience uh, grew,
0: increased. So, yeah. Yes, uh,
1: and uh, I wonder, maybe I want to test it. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely, right? because uh, I uh, well. No assessment is 100%, right? Right, right. (laughs) Maybe. But uh, no, what uh, talking about uh, everything happens for a reason. One reason is uh, that I like the word impact. Uh, Uh, I have sometimes difficulties to translate English words uh, to Slovak, and uh, there are some words that don't have uh, the good translation. And impact is one of those. Words. Okay. And that's why I like uh, the name of your company. Yeah. Even one of my former CEOs uh, uh, told us when he started as a new CEO that, uh, guys, do you know what is your, your role in the C-suite uh, management? And we said, okay, help and guide and lead. And you know, it's, we need to have an impact. Otherwise we are uh, not needed
0: yes yes that's so, interesting so
1: impact is uh, uh something what uh, uh makes me happy now because uh now as a coach i have a much stronger impact on on my clients than i had on my employees on your employees on my yeah before wow. in the companies that's amazing so I'm, I'm, I'm i'm sure
0: yes yes well, Yvonne, thank you for your time today. I know with the, the, the time has flown and, and I, I want to be respectful of, of your time and because it's later where you are. And so um, thank you for, for, for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing your growth journey with us. And I, I, I can't wait to meet you in person and uh, looking forward to having you at Turning Point. And um, I, I just think that people like you continue to inspire me because of the impact that, that you're making. And I, I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful for people like you. I'm grateful for uh, Dr. Brian Glodkowski, who actually was the catalyst for us yes. connecting. So yes. uh, yeah, so
1: so thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Thanks for sharing your story. You're welcome. And I thank you for inviting me. Thank you very much.
0: This to me was a really inspirational uh, episode and, and, and conversation. And I always like to recap a few of my key takeaways from the conversation um, here at the end. And the the one right out of the gate was the fact that um, you never know who you, who you're connected to and and who you can meet on social media. Uh, like I started out to say, you know, with with Ivan, I, I met him through another connection on LinkedIn, and I think that. Um, sometimes we discount the uh the connections that we can make on uh on, on social media but the other thing I think is real prominent in this conversation is that you are never too old to be a student I loved Yvonne's uh description at the Austrian border of uh, the guy looking at Yvonne's student visa and 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 questioning him um but but Truly being a lifelong learner is what really being in that growth space is all about. And, and I, I also caught something that Yvonne said that um, was an awareness for him that growing means sometimes we have to unlearn some of the things that we've learned. And I think that's really important because so oftentimes we think that once we've learned something, then that's that's great. But truly, if we're going to grow, we also have to unlearn some things. And so I, I think really think that was an important point that Yvonne made. The other thing that I, I think is really uh, impactful here is that, and and I don't remember if Yvonne's actually said the number of languages that he does know, but I think it's five, six or seven, something along those lines. And I, I love the comment that he said that you are as many times a human being as the number of languages you speak. I'm challenged by that. You know, I I, I speak uh, English fluently sometimes, <laughs> and and Spanish like a, a like a two year old. Um, but I would always I would really always have wanted to to learn uh, more languages. And I think that that is one of those areas that. Um, can can challenge all of us to, uh, to to grow. So maybe learning a new language is uh, something you can put on your plate and it might be on mine as well. The other thing that he said that is really, I think, important for a lot of leaders is, and and that is measuring our impact. We, we need to find ways to measure our impact. I know for for both Yvonne and myself, who are uh, in the the consulting and coaching space, our revenue oftentimes is the impact measurement that we're making. And and, and it could be something different for you, but but somehow measure the impact that you're making. Another point that uh, Yvonne made that I think is really important as leaders is that we've got to tune into our intuition and we've got to ask ourselves questions and we have to pay attention to that intuition and that small voice that's telling us to move forward in in some in some way. And speaking of of moving forward, he brought up a great point about reading because I'm a I'm an avid reader as many of you already know, but if we're just reading and we're not putting anything into action, that's where we're really missing the boat. We've got to be able to take what we're learning, take what we're reading and putting it and put it into action. And and the other thing I think is really something that that Yvonne taught me in this conversation was to just stay curious, be, be very curious about things and, 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 and ask lots of questions. We also talked about using verbs in in our values uh, statements as opposed to nouns because verbs bring more clarity. And if we're going to um, be, be more specific and clear with our values and and putting them into action, then we have to use verbs and, and and not our nouns and I know that I've talked a lot about that in terms of culture being able to create behavioral statements behaviors are are verbs and and uh, and not not nouns. I also really enjoyed Yvonne's perspective on um, being able to, Get exposure and continuous exposure, repeated exposure uh, outside of your comfort zone. Because I think that if you're going to expand your dream, uh, you've definitely got to expand your comfort zone, and you've got to be able to get repeated exposure. And he talked about resilience and being very resilient, and that actually comes with being uncomfortable. So being comfortable, being uncomfortable, and and really being able to navigate change, which is really a part of. The growth journey and 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 having that frequent exposure to getting outside of your comfort zone, I think is one of the reasons why Yvonne is coming to Turning Point. And so, uh, I'd love for you to meet him at Turning Point. So, I, I just want to invite you here at the end of the of the podcast to uh, to check out Turning Point. Uh, go to davidmcglennon forward slash Turning Point. And check out the event. Um, as I said earlier, we have a podcast uh, coupon code. So if you put podcast, the word podcast in all capital letters in the coupon code box, uh, you'll get our, our podcast listener um, pricing. Hey, thanks so much for listening in today. I, I really do hope this uh, episode has given you some some fuel for your own growth. And I really hope that you'll keep getting outside of your comfort zone and getting through that terror barrier so that you can stay in your own growth space. Be well.